A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack. And I'm Joseph Scrimshaw, and this is one of our News and Cues episodes. We have some great cues, and Ken, I am just thrilled. I am vibrating within the Force to discuss our news this week. Oh, we've got some big news. Finally, Lucasfilm called us and said, Force Center, when are you recording your news show? We said, uh, same <laughs> as always, Monday morning. They said, all right, we'll meet in the middle, compromise. we got the big news about Anakin Skywalker, Ahsoka, and the big questions and anticipation around it. We'll get to that shortly. But we, as always, we want to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and, and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash 
Sports Center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. A little bit later, I've always, uh, as always, one of our Force Center rec- recommends an audiobook we think you should try out on us. Now, I'm going to start actually putting the words back into the sentences that I need to say right now. <laughs> I think I'm I'm going to go this next offer and maybe just take out every other word. Just <laughs> freshen it up. See if I can do that. Insight, publisher, ton. Great. I think that makes sense. <laughs> Done. Anyway, here, here it is with all the words. Uh, we have another offer, Insight Editions, publisher of a ton of great Star Wars books. They're offering 35% off across their website if you use this special link, insighteditions.com slash discount slash FC35. This week, we're recommending the Insight Editions book, Secrets of the Sith. Why? Why would we recommend this book of darkness? Well, because it's great, and we'll be discussing it on our deep dive episode later this week. This is all just the thoughts of Sheev Palpatine uh, with pictures. So what's not to like? Again, you can use the link, insighteditions.com slash discount slash fc35 love that can't wait to dive into that book on thursday and uh wow yeah she've she's got some thoughts um <laughs> we've got uh some thoughts coming up on news again in a bit but we always like to catch up uh, with our uh star wars adventures life adventures uh joseph uh did star wars once again manage to find its way into your life it always does no matter what this was a good week of balance where um I, I love Star Wars, obviously, as mm-hmm. listeners of this podcast know. But I also want to make sure that I have time for other things. And this was a, a good week of balance. I got uh, some good writing done, some good just kind of life work done. I finished reading a James Bond book. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, I haven't had a Star Wars adventure outside of preparation for the actual podcast. You know, I read Secrets yeah. of the Sith and read the news and uh, looked at my action figures, all the normal stuff I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so then this was one of those weeks of like, how is Star Wars going to creep in? Uh, and it, it crept in in the form of a tea bag. <laughs> uh, I made some nice uh, uh, calming tea, which I sometimes like in the afternoon. Uh, and this uh, brand of tea I get uh, has little little quotes, uh, you know, on the paper at the top of the the bag. Uh, and I, I often take pictures of them because sometimes they're kind of funny or weird. Uh, and this one was, let your energy be used to build, not Ooh. destroy. <laughs> and I think uh, I think I got that tea bag out right after uh, you and I had been recording uh, some of our episodes for last week, and and you and I have been talking a lot about the uh, dichotomy in Star Wars of hope versus fear, and how destructive uh, the dark side is. Uh, that they're not just uh, two sides of the same coin. Like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. one side of that coin rots and makes things worse. It's not great. Not great. Not, uh, not great to pursue. It's natural that it's there, but it's not great to say, let me pursue this. So I just thought it was kind of great that this uh, this tea bag was like, hey, don't, don't forget uh, these these philosophies of Star Wars are in some ways they're like they're everywhere. Right. Right. What we like about Star Wars is it packages all of these ideas in this very specific way tied to these specific characters and events. And it, it gives us this entry point to these ideas that are, that are in some ways fundamental and you can find them many places. Uh, and it was really fun this week, uh, to find them uh, on my tea bag. (laughs) (laughs) Star Wars finds a way. It finds a way. Yeah, exactly. So that was my big Star Wars adventure is a tea bag. Uh, did you have a more exciting Star Wars adventure than drinking tea? I mean, I got to be honest. No, other than the research <laughs> and nothing that's calming tea that provides wisdom from the Jedi. Uh, 
Uh, it was, uh, uh, you know, a week of uh, force center work that was my Star Wars adventures, which is always wonderful, right? We, you, all, you and I are always fortunate that this is what we uh, get to do for with a lot of our, our time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the, the only thing I did, I, I powered through and, I, and, I, and that can be taken as a negative term, but it was also just the way I buy my Star Wars comics now is I wait until my uh, comic shop manager emails me and goes, hey, Ken you got a ton of comics here. You want me to mail them out? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I got a big, it was a big box. It was, I'm not even going to say the cost, but it was one of those, the, the receipt came and I went, oh, this is how much I'm spending on comics. Yikes. Um, but I sat down and the War of the Bounty Hunters thing is going on. And there's a lot. It's a lot. And you and I don't talk about comics a lot on the show a lot of times because we're just really behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there's a lot going on with them. I've, I've loved a lot of the Star Wars comics over the years. I've, been indifferent to some of them and 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 it is what it is and you can engage with them if you want there's some great stuff in them uh but they're doing a great job in this modern age of connecting all eras so there's sly Moore standing with ochi of bastoon there's uh, leia looking at kira there's kira fighting vader there's all these kind of things it can get a little wild at times i will admit that but it just kind of i don't know but put a put it upon my heart joseph that we are in this wonderful era where there's so much Star Wars to choose from and they can interact and there's fun ways to make them interact. And then therefore, I almost feel like it's an offer to, an opportunity for all generations of fans to come to the table and find something to enjoy. It was a good reminder of how vast Star Wars always was and, and now is. Yeah, no, I, I think that's great. And I'm really excited to dig into the War of the Bounty Hunters. I, I think that, you know, it's intriguing. It's fun. It's a great title, all that. Uh, but the Kira, the Kira is the big magnet for me of like, I want to get caught up on the War of the Bounty Hunters. For me, for the comics, sometimes uh, I like waiting until the storyline is complete, right? Or the arc. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. a lot of times in modern comic book storytelling, you know, you, you get a, all these great visuals, but you get just kind of a snippet of story. Yeah. And for me, sometimes it's more satisfying when like, okay, this six uh, issue arc is complete. I'll, I'll read that uh, all at once. So I'm excited to dig in uh, once things are complete. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I really know what you're saying. I really like the, all of the different um, ways that you could engage with Star Wars publishing right now with like the High Republic being like, do you want to start fresh? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to invest in, in mostly brand new characters? You got Yoda bacon on the side, but <laughs> mm-hmm. you got Yaddle uh, teaching a little bit, but it mostly invest in all new. Or do you want to have this great mix of like, you know, you can't get more classic than Vader, uh, but Kira is still kind of brand new and really breaking down those boxes of, you know, prequel era, sequel era, yeah. the animated series and going like, nope, they all exist <laughs> in the same galaxy. And if they have reason to interact, like Han Solo is a big uh, block of frozen MacGuffin, then they're going to interact. <laughs> they're going to interact. And, and yeah, even High Republic, where there's always, obviously clear references to things in the High Republic we've either known or yet to have uh, discovered. And that's that's fun as well. Yeah, so, absolutely. So there you go. Some Star Wars comic adventures, some teabag adventures. That's right. We are all <laughs> over the map here today. But let's get to the Star Wars news. No reason to wait any longer on this big story. Ahsoka and Anakin together again. Maybe? Allegedly? Well, here's the story. The Hollywood Reporter dropped this exclusive. Hayden Christensen will, uh, I say, allegedly be back as Anakin in the Ahsoka series. Again, allegedly, because technically, Lucasfilm, Disney, no one has confirmed this, except Rosario 
Dawson, who made a social media post seemingly confirming this, something about, hey, Sky Guy, they know, sincerely, snips. Uh, you can't find that around anymore, except for the people that <laughs> saved it. So, hey. You got a call from Mickey Mouse himself <laughs> saying, uh, Rosario, <laughs> we need to talk. Oh. <laughs> so, yes, uh, that's kind of where we're at. Uh, and look, we always say this. Hollywood Reporter, they've got uh, legit journalists doing their movie journalist thing here. Colin getting sources, meeting in sa- shadows in parking lots to get the information. Who knows? <laughs> this is not to disparage other people who occasionally run with exclusives, but that's just kind of the, where we are in, in not just Star Wars news coverage, but movie news coverage and news coverage where you have to really be careful of uh, who's giving you this information, even if it's information you love. I think it's safe to say, Joseph, that we love this information and that's where we'll uh, start the discussion yeah yeah absolutely love the information very excited to get into all the the star wars uh, excitement of it but yeah i'm with you we've said it before like yep absolutely some exclusives uh, uh turn out to be absolutely true but i personally do trust them a little bit more when they're from a really established uh trade like a hollywood reporter Absolutely. And look, I'm all for a good conspiracy, too. Is this information leaked so that it'll hide some other big reveal? Yeah, I hope so. That's even more fun. They did that a little bit, I thought, with Mandalorian last season. Um, but again, that's that's your tinfoil hat conspiracy. Did Confirmed. Favreau, yeah. Did Favreau give us a fet so that he could hide the Luke? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> um, uh, I think what I hear you saying is that Babu Frick is for sure in the Ahsoka yes. series. And they're Absolutely. hiding it with Anakin. Absolutely is is what it is here. So let's uh, let's discuss. There's a lot a uh, lot to uh, talk about this news story. I think we're going to start with the, the the first one, the one I've seen uh, go around a lot. So it's our turn to have this discussion. Uh, how how will he show up in the Ahsoka series, which is we do believe set uh, post Return of the Jedi, mostly post Return of the Jedi. Mm, who knows? Flashbacks, Force Spirit. Uh, world between worlds. Joseph, this is the great debate of our time or this week. What do you got? Uh, I kind of would lean toward uh, all or some of the above, I guess. Uh, I think a flashback is totally possible. Um, I think uh, that I I, th- I still think that is uh, possible for Kenobi. I, th- I think that's still likely for Kenobi because yeah. uh, I don't think that uh, it is just going to be uh, Hayden in the suit. I think it's possible also that there is reason for the mask to be damaged or reason for the mask to be taken off, all that. Sure. Um, but I also think that um, that a flashback is, is, is it, it, I, I think it's very possible because it would make a lot of sense for Ahsoka to be thinking back on things. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think, I think Force Spirit is possible, yeah. but I kind of don't think Force Spirit as we think of it. I don't, yeah. No. Like the way that four spirits uh, traditionally uh, have appeared, in my opinion, in my analysis, mm-hmm. is uh, when a character is in deep need, uh, a spirit appears to try to help uh, a, a character still in this uh, mortal realm mm-hmm. move forward. Um, yeah. We haven't ever seen that with Anakin other than whispering to Ray, which is kind of different. Uh, but I don't think it's like, you know, uh, Ahsoka's going to be having a hard time, you know, on a on a rough planet like Hoth and <laughs> fall to her knees and Anakin's going to be like, Ahsoka, here's what you need to do to move forward. I think that it's more likely of Ahsoka to go to a Mortis-like place or mm-hmm. a world between worlds place or a temple or a Tython-like place or do some sort of rare, deep mm-hmm. uh, sort of meditation and encounter a four spirit version of Anakin, 
that has what is to me the keyword ambiguity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Filoni again and again in his interviews and in his actual work when he has been writing and creating in the realm of the force netherworlds he has so been a proponent of ambiguity yeah he has never been a proponent of anakin's force spirit is going to return and he's going to explain x y and z you know right when you think of things like the bendu uh, the 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 world uh between worlds uh mortis obviously a ton of that came from lucas and, and floney himself didn't script it but he still uh evoked that exactly what's going on uh, you know, Kanan and in Doom, you know, the wolf, yeah. there's it, it's pretty clear, but there's there's room to fudge. It's just sort of like, yeah, there, there's lots of different ways for people to to pass into the forest, into the cosmic force and still talk to us. Mm-hmm. What's the deal with the convoy? Like uh, almost everything that Filoni has touched within this sort of spirit world has had a little bit of um, fuzz around the edges on purpose. And I think that flashback or four spirit with some fuzz around the edges with some room for ambiguity first of all uh, what's the deal with the convoys joseph scrimshaw's new comedy album coming out soon <laughs> on netflix uh I, I i couldn't agree with you more uh there's something about the flashbacks sounds awesome if if you're just looking at uh, say it's the stuff in rebels that floney is uh, obviously very aware of as he put it out there along with his team uh, so revisiting that, not not necessarily saying that moment's going to be remade in live action, but I'm just playing around with that. There's some some emotion to be you know uh, stirred up from that. The the traditional force spirit, like you're, you're saying, Anakin sitting on a log having that conversation. I think a lot of people are excited about that potential. But what you're describing is what I I, I could be looking forward to here is 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 Filoni. We always again we all I think you and I are, are more than other people quick to point out. Many other people have worked with Dave and alongside Dave to create stuff. <laughs> yes. um, but I, I get he's the focal point. Um, and, and he's very protective protective of Ahsoka and he's behind the series. But I do trust and love Dave as a Star Wars artist. And this is one of the things where I'm looking to an artist, and if this is this is gonna come to pass, I almost, you know, can't. In my feeble brain, I can't predict what this artist will do. He's going to take it to a level that I probably don't expect. And I think you're you're saying some things that I can really see Dave exploring with, especially the ambiguity of, hey, you know, who knows what Anakin's saying? Who knows if it's true, if it's canon, it's an answer. Uh, Is he going to pull out a flow chart? So the convoy is actually the daughter and the daughter. (laughs) Are we going to get that answer? I don't. It's possible, but I don't think so. I think think we could get those answers lightly implied, you know? Yes, which will then spur countless podcasts and fuel the <laughs> podcast industry, uh, all the stuff, because I think he recognizes the value of that. Uh, he loves to explain why uh, that a lot of the choices are made, but he he also reminds me of a say a, a Trent Reznor or David Bowie who are like, or, or your, one of your favorites, David Lynch of of this is my art, uh, you interpret it. I got mine, but I ain't saying much. And I think Dave does like a lot of that in Star Wars. And maybe later the answers come or maybe explains it when he needs to explain it. But, uh, you know, he loves that. It's not and it's not just cheeky stuff. It's not just cheeky. I think it's the power of the storytelling. And that is what I'm looking forward to. If they meet, they interact. It's probably in ways I can't imagine. Yeah. I mean, I I think that 
it's important to remember that there's still plenty of ambiguity in Ahsoka's actual timeline. You know, I yep. rewatched uh, the end of World Between Worlds uh, before we recorded, and like, yeah, she goes back to Malachor. Mm-hmm. Exactly when, <laughs> right. you know, not confirmed in the episode to me. Uh, you know, so there's there's that also that possibility of you know she, you know, w- what is she going through on Malachor? How long is she there? Um, yeah. We don't know exactly exactly what all the show is going to cover in theory her kind of moving forward on this search for Thrawn and therefore Ezra uh but jumping back and forward forth in time uh I think also creates all these uh opportunities Mm -hmm. yeah I mean it's it's funny it's like we're still I think everyone's kind of correctly assuming Ezra Thrawn Sabine and whatnot that's still in such a far-off rumor place who knows and 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 even then if 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 they're going to go there they're going to go there in a way we don't expect. So I, I, I'm excited. I'm more excited for the show than I ever was. And I, and I was pretty excited because I do love Ahsoka and I want to see the continuation or uh, the conclusion of some of the big stories that involve her. But this does excite me on a lot of levels. Just just the thought of him. coming. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, this might be stepping on one of your, your later questions you've you've thoughtfully well, laid out. But I think well, <laughs> yeah. uh, the huge thing for me, the biggest thing to me about this news is, yeah, I'm excited to see Hayden back. I'm excited to see the character of Anakin. But as soon as I see this, all I think about is Ahsoka. I think mm. Anakin is going to be in this to tell Ahsoka's story. Yeah. Because we know that she went through many traumas, but in particular, this confirmation that Anakin fell that she's not going to be able to reach uh, reach him, that he is willing to kill her. Uh, and it would seem from her appearance in Mando, whatever else we learn about her timeline and exactly what she's been up to <laughs> during the Galactic Civil War, it seems like during, during Mandalorian, it is a real choice to make sure that we, the audience, know she is hurting from what happened to Anakin. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that line that everybody got real excited about of like, you know, I've seen what can happen. Uh, to even, you know, powerful, trained Jedi when they uh, are too attached to someone and can't let it go. Um, It seems to me like that is just sort of (laughs) uh, shouting out to the hills. When we're meeting Ahsoka there, she is in trauma, unprocessed trauma about what happened to Anakin. What does that mean for her? What does that mean for the Force? What does that mean for the Jedi? So when I see Anakin appearing... All I hear is this is a way to move Ahsoka forward from her trauma. This is a spectacular point. It's it's the it's the why of Ahsoka or the why of Anakin returning, and and it's uh, it's probably too far out for us to really kind of predict this. But the themes of of, of what they could explore, and it's 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 that that would be a great spot to pick up on from the Ahsoka. Not to say pick up on like moving forward, literally the timeline. I think you're right to point this could point out this could be anywhere. Um, but yeah, yeah. Let's not forget the title of the show. It is an Anakin. It is an Anakin and Ahsoka, and it's a fun. I'll say tidbit right now, and, and I and I hope we get more than just a cameo or a little one-off flashback. I I, I don't. I, I think we will. But yeah, about what it means for Ahsoka and where she is in her journey, the why of this, and it could it be about processing trauma, letting people go yourself, accepting that you couldn't do anything, and some sort of. Forgiveness, redemption uh, in, 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 in this weird kind of afterlife idea. There's a lot to explore with Ahsoka. That's a great point. Yeah, and, and to me, it is the tradition 
of the four spirits. It's the philosophy of the four spirits that they hold on to their identity in a selfless way so they can continue to help and guide uh, the people who still need it, the next generation, right? Uh, So that is what makes me feel like, yeah, of of course, Anakin's not going to show up and go, all right, here's the list fans have had about me being a four spirit. (laughs) Here's how I did it. Here's this, you know, here's that. Uh, It, it, any information that Anakin would communicate about himself as a force spirit, in in my uh, opinion, would be as an aid to move Ahsoka forward. Right? Yeah. Obi Wan only tells Luke all all of the the important stuff during their log conversation because he needs to understand Luke to understand where he is coming from, so Luke can move forward. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, look, it's a little bit of, and uh, I, I don't, I, I don't, I know you're not. I'm definitely not saying this to temper anyone's super excitement about Anakin. No, back, back, we're going to talk about that in a second. But it, it reminds me a little bit, just listening to stuff you're saying here and, and, and piggybacking on that with you. Uh, it's a little bit of like fan edits of all the Force Ghosts showing up to help Ray. Where I'm like, don't forget, this is about Ray and Ray's story and Ray's journey. That's very important uh, to to us as Star Wars fans and to to not. Uh, let the excitement wash away these <clears throat> these characters who are who are experiencing folks, and that, well, that works for me in, in Solo as well. You know, a lot of the characters there, you and I have discussed before, they're to serve the story of Solo for better or worse. So I think that's a great reminder. But we're not you saying that to temper excitement. We want more excitement because it means there's a reason. I Dave Filoni is not the type of dude <laughs> that would say let's just shoehorn this in. He's proven that time right. and time again. Yeah, I mean, maybe he will he will want to do a flashback because he can, and it's cool. And after all those years yeah. <laughs> of working with Anakin and Ahsoka, to be able to, you know, maybe with some digital de-aging, whatever, to do a flashback, that'd be cool. But in terms of any sort of force spirit moving forward, yeah, it, it is only going to serve the story. Yeah. I think you're so right to, to point that out. I, I think fans can and should be excited about anything. I'm thrilled about Anakin. Mm-hmm. But I think there is also this thing that that i think you're right to point out that the trailer for rise of skywalker you know literally has luke skywalker saying a thousand generations live in you but this is your fight you know that's saying very clearly (laughs) yeah this is ray's story you know Mm. don't expect this to suddenly be resolved by force ghost anakin you know Uh, and and i think that spirit of uh uh absolutely being excited about whatever you want having whatever predictions you want but, you know, reading the tea leaves that are given to you, you know, and, and I think uh, for myself, my own reading of the tea leaves is Anakin will be there to move Ahsoka's story forward. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Processing trauma is a very intriguing one to me, a very powerful potential theme. Again, uh, you, you know, you and I, we're very, very far out from that, but that's uh, yeah. potentially good use. So let's talk about this, just the actual Anakin being back, Hayden being back. We, we got him in the Kenobi series. This we know. That's confirmed. We got him walking around with a crew hat on and a crew jacket. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to ask this question. Again, not to temper excitement or maybe to stoke more excitement. Is this too much, Anakin, Hayden back? Is it too little? Where do you kind of stand on what we're getting right now with this uh, Hayden assance that's going on? <laughs> I think it is absolutely great. I'm totally thrilled for it. I don't think it's too much. You know, by the time these uh, shows come out, they're probably going to be a year apart. I don't think they're going to be literally connected. I don't think it'd be like, oh, yeah, (laughs) this Sith artifact that Vader mentions in the Kenobi series actually comes up in the Ahsoka series. Like, I don't think it's going to be like plot connected. 
But I think like your great turn of phrase, Ken, that we use often, emotional cannon. Mm. I think they're going to be absolutely uh, connected emotionally. If Kenobi ends up being the story of uh, of of Obi Wan coming to terms with his belief that mm. Anakin is gone, he is Vader, he is a different being, he has been consumed by the dark side, and then Ahsoka is trying to find her way forward. Uh, with that belief, with that trauma, and then gets to have the realization mm. that that isn't the whole story. Like th- there's a direct emotional connection there. And for me, it's not too much. It, it's, it's, you know, the Skywalkers, Anakin in particular is one of these sort of, a <laughs> the big bangs of star Wars that all other <laughs> storytelling is radiating out from, you know? So yeah, no, I don't, I, I don't think it's too much to have uh, the big bang of star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did not expect myself to work into that <laughs> metaphor. I think the big bang of star Wars should be in two yeah. different star Wars shows at least. Yeah. What made me even ask this question? I have not seen it prevalent online, but I've got some offline Star Wars fans. And this kind of flows into this next question I'm going to present to us here, Joseph. But some of them are kind of like confused. Like, why, why are we doing Why is there? I mean, these are folks that are like, why are we do we need a Kenobi story? We're out of ideas. Is that what we're just out of ideas? We can't create new characters. There's that kind of train of thought. And Anakin kind of. And, and even specifically Hayden coming back fuels that. But I'm, I am of the mind of, uh, of almost too little where I'm almost saying this half joking, but if like, if, if in 2024, we're going to get, uh, you know, uh, Anakin, the six part miniseries of some, some adventure we have not heard about in the clone wars era or something like that. And Hayden's going to lead that. I'd be like excited to explore because of what you said, big bang, big bang Anakin, uh, which probably is, <laughs> Ramifications outside of Star Wars. Uh, I, I said it out loud, and it, it didn't sound good the moment it hit the hit the mic. Uh, but the, uh, I hear you. Um, I hear you. Yeah, but a- Anakin is a very rather, I'd say, important character in Star Wars to continue to explore more. I know the Skywalker saga is done and wrapped, but I personally never really believed that in terms of the uh, shows, books, and comics, movies, maybe. Um, there's something there. That's why I come down on the side of too little. But I also want to ask you what this, what does this say about the prequel era, particularly the f- prequel era fans? I do have some friends who are checking in with me because they're a little confused. Their general train of thought, Joseph, is, I thought we determined these movies sucked and Hayden was bad. <laughs> Didn't we? And uh, years later, it's surprise. No, that was never the case for a lot of fans of that generation. Yeah, I mean, here's my big picture thing on this is I really hope that uh, spending more time in the general prequel era with the Ewan uh, back and Hayden back and, uh, you know, Soka having her own show. I really hope that that will encourage people who are still uh, don't enjoy the prequels uh to look at them from a different point of view and engage with what's there and see if they can enjoy them more. I really hope that. Yeah. I suspect that um, this uh, Hayden sans <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, will probably just um, make people double down on some of the opinions that, that we're familiar with. Uh, one of them being, you know, uh, I think people who grew up with the prequels and love them. Mm-hmm. I think people who, came to star wars through the sequels and don't have a lot of baggage about the prequels they might have opinions or whatever but i think you know we've hear from some fans who came to star wars through the sequels and they're like what it's all star wars it's great <laughs> right uh, so i think th- the people who are in those places like uh, it, this is you know halloween new year's christmas this is a, a, a thousand holidays all in one great this is joyful wonderful 
And I think maybe on the other side, we'll get a little bit more doubling down of the, Mm. if Hayden is really great in these shows, which I think he's going to be, I think we might hear more of the like, yeah, the prequel era is great. And those actors were good, but the, the movie it's too bad. The movies just didn't work. The actors Mm -hmm. are good, I guess. And, you know, and I like the clone wars. So the era is cool, but the movies are no. Yep. Yeah, that's you're right. I didn't even think about that angle of see, this just proves uh, the dialogue and the acting was, uh, you know, under bad direction. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, again, whatever opinion people have is their opinion and they have yeah. every right to it. Um, mm-hmm. it. But I think it might double down on, on that opinion. Yeah. But on the flip side is this uh, what I'm kind of viewing it. I want to get your thoughts on this, this justification for their love and there being the prequel generation fans. I think of my pal, your pal, Roxy Stryer, who even tweeted it out this week because she has been carrying the flame for Hayden as Anakin for a long time. My partner, <laughs> Grace, she's a Star Wars fan. She is a prequel era fan who watched the original trilogy, loved the original trilogy, still is there, but loves Darth Maul, loves Hayden. Like almost too much. Where I have to like pull her back. We're like, hey, I'm I'm on the couch with you here, honey. Okay, um, I shouldn't be saying uh, Hayden Big Bang Christensen around great. <laughs> Noted, correct. Um, <laughs> but he, he, Roxy tweeted out an old Jedi Alliance appearance. This is when I was hosting the show after Mod had left before you you took over, Joseph. Where I had her and her pal Sarah Stretton on, and they're 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 unabashedly just just pro Hayden uh, Star Wars fans. And and I was at a bit of different time. I'd done a lot of growing even then that show Jedi Alliance caused me to kind of um, decide do I want to be an older generation grump or do I want to start seeing Star Wars through many different perspectives and try to connect with where I can connect uh, and foster growth I, I we I made that conscious decision and some of it was these type of shows so I almost cringed to go back and watch that episode but <laughs> I might have been teasing them a little bit too much but she tweeted out of like F yeah I've been waiting for this you all just didn't get on board um, so I, 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 what do you feel about just kind of this weird justification for the, the, the flame being carried for so long by the prequel fans? I think it's great. I think it is just really wonderful for people who have always been on board. Uh, all of the, you know, the prequel kids who've always been on board, uh, the Roxy Stryers of the world, yeah. uh, to really get time to just unabashedly enjoy an actor, a performance, a character that, they like that's thrilling and in in for me somebody who who has been grumpy over the years uh but is uh, like the tea bag <laughs> i try to use my energy to build not destroy these yeah. days um you know really looking back for me and really analyzing the the prequels um and you know i find so much uh depth in them so much fun in them and when i look back at hayden's performance i think from my opinion I would have taken some more moments in Anakin's character in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith where we see the charming uh, Jedi Knight hero. Um, that there are a lot of moments where he is, you know, in turmoil, in rage. And I, I wanted to see, even back in the day, just a little bit more of... I love the beginning of Revenge of the Sith when he's yeah. so yeah. determined to... He, he's bantering with Obi-Wan, but he's really determined... Uh, to save him and like ah oh, there's there's that hero that that brother that obi-wan misses so right. i'm saying all this to say i had this baggage of i wanted to see more of this specific tone mm-hmm. uh in the films um i got buckets of it in the clone wars animated series with anakin yeah. um but none of that has to do with hayden's performance <laughs> mm-hmm. everything that he was asked to do 
even lines that I'm like, ah, does Anakin have to be uh, creepy there? Uh, he nailed it. That yeah. that that's what was written. That's what was. That's the story that was being conveyed. Uh, he's in he's in turmoil. He's angry. You know, he has great moments of charm. Uh, he has great moments of terror and turmoil. And I think Hayden does a great job with all of it. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And and, and that's looking back and, and plugging in a little differently than I I did back in the day. And I I think it's just as Star Wars fans, this is it. It raises an interesting conversation uh, in the sense of. Um, Speaking directly to some of the older fans, because it's still a battle. It's probably always going to be a battle, but life is a series of changes. And I am at a, a point in my life where I, I, I'm not here to fight change. I'm here to find my place in that change. And that includes a lot of Star Wars stuff. And And what can you bring? What perspective can you bring to help uh, help foster a love of Star Wars, if, if you're really involved and invested in it as, as much as we are. And I know a lot of you listening are. And so this is this. It's been an interesting just looking the the lay of the land of of general excitement. I and mean, online, it seems like there's a ton of excitement for this. Even even the Kenobi one was a little more. I don't know. It seemed like I saw a little more dubious reactions. Uh, do we need to see Vader and Kenobi again? And that probably ties into what you feel about lines and dialogue and stuff in in the original trilogy. But this yeah. one, a lot more people open it probably because just there's a giant generation of, of fans who Clone Wars was their first Star Wars number one, right? Yeah. Um, and this is not the Eckstein Lanter uh, version of it, but uh, the Dawson Christensen version uh, <laughs> will be interesting as well. So, anyways, all the same. I don't want to get off on some weird soapbox soapbox on the side. It's just uh, I'm excited to to uh, continue to move forward with the rest of the Star Wars fans. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think your soapbox is on the side. I think it is right <laughs> in the center. It's a, it's a big bang soapbox <laughs> uh, because it, it it is one of the themes of Star Wars that things change, uh, things evolve, uh, situations repeat themselves, but the next generation faces that challenge and finds a way to move forward. And it's it's funny to me that we see that in you know the harsh reactions to the prequels and then the harsh reaction to the sequels. And I think you're what you said about wanting not to resist change but find your place in it i think that's beautiful and i think that's a great thing that we can get out of being star wars fans this sort of fact quote unquote fact that you and i lived with for a long time that the prequels are bad yeah. that's that's <laughs> that's blowing away in the wind it's the generation below us that is far far more of the voices out there as it should be yeah you know and i i can't wait to hear uh Everybody, everybody who is uh, open uh, to to change and and or always loved the prequels to to celebrate Hayden's return. Yeah, and uh, we'll see. We'll see where uh, where it all lands down. Any other final thoughts here on uh, Ahsoka and Anakin together again? No, it just makes me even more excited for this series. Yeah, I'll tell you where I'm at. I'm, I'm at. Can we start Boba Fett? Because that's because I'm excited for that show. Can we just get this going? We got a string of great Star Wars content shows. Uh, there's a movie soon down the line. We got some great stuff coming. Uh, not even factored in the wonderful High Republic era publishing, the comics, everything kind of going good. Some new books coming in. We got some of those books we talked about that are related to Luke and Lando and all those kind of things. But I am so ready for this new era to uh, just explode out of our Disney plus subscriptions. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so there's going to be some, some more bangs. Speaking of 
big bags, man, Hasbro PulseCon, big figure bonanza, big bang of new <laughs> figures. Uh, here we go. We got a bevy of this and other things to talk about here. Um, let's go into the six inch and three and three quarter vintage line of figures and sets. We got some uh, new ones uh, making uh, waves uh, a lot from Mandalorian. Uh, I will uh, run down a couple choices here. We got uh, the Mandalorian and Grogu Maldu crest scene. This is where you got the freaky spiders. Uh, we got uh, that one. We got uh, Cobb Vance. So if you wanted Timothy Oliphant as a Star Wars figure, you got that. If you wanted Bill Burr as a Star Wars figure, you're getting that <laughs> with Mayfeld in the uh, AT. Uh, uh, I don't know. What are they actually? Uh, the uh, Migs Mayfield in disguise. I don't know. They yeah. Didn't, they didn't <laughs> uh, the juggernaut tank driver. There you go. Uh, and, and, my, and what might be my favorite. Boba Fett in Tython action. This is old man Fett yeah. with a cloak, a uh, robe, uh, some of the choices there. Then we got some play sets. Uh, uh, Joseph, what's jumping out of you, these collections, uh, three and three quarters or six inches? Uh, man, there's a lot of great stuff here. Uh, I, I scrolled through the whole list. I was paying attention as some people uh, were live tweeting this uh, when it happened. Uh, and I'm very, very tempted by some of the Black Series figures, even though I don't uh, collect. Uh, but I realized when I scrolled all the way to the bottom of this announcement that the Mando and Grogu with ice spiders and eggs is available from Black Series and vintage. That's right. Yes, yes. I'm scrolling down and reminding myself of that, too. That is great. Yeah, and I, I am uh, the the Black Series figures are are great, uh, but I will always be a three and three quarter fan uh, uh, first myself, just because of my own uh, tradition. And the Black Series take up a lot of space. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, but man, this uh, there's a part of me that's just sort of amused by like I understand Mando um, is uh, is popular. They got the mold for him. They got the mold for for uh, Grogu, uh, so it makes sense to do variations of like this. Mando has a little bit of ice on his armor, and he comes with. <laughs> spiders and an egg but it's so cool it's just, i it's it was like the like we, i got i need yeah i already have a mando mando and grogu and three and three quarter uh together in a pack uh but i need this i want them slowly but surely to make everything that uh the child grogu eats <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And you can just line up a Grogu buffet, which is, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So very, very excited about that one. Mm -hmm. I, it, it, if they don't make a vintage uh, Boba Fett Tython, uh, I might have to break down and get the Black Series. Mm. Uh, Navarro Cantina is really cool. I wish it came with the client that, you know. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's a great point. So this is the six-inch, no, this is a vintage. The three and three-quarter, yeah. Vintage collection, Navarro Cantina set, just where it looks like a classic old Star Wars kind of Kenner playset, which is the point and why we love it. But I thought this was a perfect opportunity for the client. A, a, a Werner Herzog Star Wars figure needs to happen, and this was an opportunity. That would have been flying off the shelves. Yeah, look, there's, there's libations right there so he can, you know, celebrate the sharing of closed narratives. <laughs> the closing of shared narratives. Well, come on. That's what I want to do with an action figure set is celebrate the closing of shared narratives. Um, um, I haven't thought about that line in a while. That, that may be the greatest line in Star Wars ever. But... It's, it's way, way up there. It's way, way up there. Uh, last two for me that I'm real excited about is uh, the Ahsoka, the vintage Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. um, they they, I just last year, I don't know what time anymore. Recently, yeah. I got the great uh, vintage uh, Clone Wars Anakin and Obi Wan, so I'd love to get that Ahsoka to match. Mm -hmm. And then finally, the um, Attack of the Clones uh, era Obi Wan vintage figure. 
uh, th that figure looks great. It's fun. It's exciting. But the thing that excited me about it is remembering these are figures are being announced for 2022, yeah. uh, 20th anniversary of Attack of the Clones. And I think as all these different announcements come out uh, at different events, that we're going to get a lot more uh, cool toys from Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Oh, we might get that Dexter Jester Dex Dex's Diner playset we've always been wanting. Oh, please! Like I want, I want a Haslab massive project uh, that we yeah. can, you know, go back into the kitchen with Dex. It comes with Hermione Bagwalk. Come on, let's do it all the way. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. Those are some great choices there. I do like the kind of random, uh, uh, the the random six inch play sets or not play sets, but the figure collections where you got like droids. It's a battle droid. It's a pit droid. It's K two S O. It's a BB eight unit. Actually, the CB unit. Uh, and then Babu Frick. It's just it's so wonderfully random. And they got the creatures one with a Minoc and a Porg and two Kawaki monkey lizard and, and then you got Hux like I, I, I love it because I love Hux but it's like I don't know if there's a great demand for Hux but we got it we got a play uh, you know a figure collection of Hux I just kind of love the random of, of all that yeah I like it too and I think are these are are these Galaxy's Edge sets it could be could be uh, I'm trying to read read on the fly here even though I did do my notes here but yeah it's not really saying in this yeah yeah so uh yeah, because yeah, but, but no, it's great to see a nice uh, uh, Black Series Hux. I don't, yeah. I not know off the top of my head all of the Hux availability when it comes to yeah. Black Series, but this yeah. is a great one. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I still collect the six inch as much. So I, I, I also just think I made the Timothy Oliphant reference, but I do think it's it's great to see Cobb Van just make that journey from from page to screen to figure. It just kind of is, uh, it's it's quite an impressive journey for that character. And, and as uh, those who those of us who've been reading the books since uh, 2014 when the new modern era launched, it, it's just kind of fun to see that. Yeah, no, I, I think that it's absolutely great. I'm glad that, that Mandalorian clearly has the popularity they feel to to drive these new molds and, mm -hmm. and to put out lots of the characters because that, that makes me feel like, well, we're going to keep getting more characters from Mandalorian. Um, I understand the the realities for it, but every time there's one of these announcements, I'm a little bummed that there aren't uh, some more sequel era characters. Uh, yeah, for myself, particularly in vintage, you know, uh, I love a Ben Solo restored Empire, mm -hmm. Luke and Leia training on Agent Claus, you know, Claude with zero points Claude. of articulation. <laughs> <laughs> the first soft mold figure. It's just <laughs> just a gushy. You know, Stay puff Marshmallow Man figure. Yeah. Um, in addition to figures, we got some cool things uh, all, as well. Two big things to talk about here. We've got the Star Wars The Black Series Leia Organa Force FX Elite lightsaber. This is available fall 2022. Man, I haven't been picking these up. I don't have a lot of lightsabers on display in my house, but this one I do believe is going to be added to my collection. I love this one, Joseph. Yeah, if I uh, start uh, fully collecting these, this will be one of the first purchases. This is so great. This has been, you know, something that fans have been really clamoring for. Mm -hmm. uh, I think this is great to see uh, some uh, Rise of Skywalker stuff in that it's cool because it's Leia's saber, right? Uh, mm -hmm. But it's also like that. It's just a beautiful yeah. saber. No, low-key, this is probably one of my favorite lightsaber designs of all time. I, I just love everything about it. That was that rose gold there. The Everything about it looks great. It's, yeah, the, it just worked for me. Yeah, the the sort of triple rings at the emitter is really different and cool. I love it. 
I absolutely love it. I'm so glad it exists because I know so many people want it. It's going to fly off the shelves. Yes, and uh, into my storage shed as well. Uh, <laughs> and then the final one here, uh, we know Hasbro uh, has been uh, finding some success uh, in getting uh, some crowdfunding uh, going for these big ideas. And so HasLab has uh, the Rancor one going, and we now know that the HasLab Rancor, which will be, again, to the six-inch scale, uh, is going to be running from October 22nd. So actually, by the it's now. You can start do it now. Do it now uh, after you listen. Uh, we're running uh, to December 6th, if successful. <laughs> it will be <begin laughs> shipping in spring 2023. Joseph, I know you contributed already to the uh, Razorcrest. Um, you going to add this one to your uh, contributions list? Uh, no, unless it comes with a new apartment or a storage space as one of the uh, the extras, one of the add-ons. Yeah. <laughs> Support at the top tier and get a new lease. <laughs> yeah. For just $100 more, we will give you a museum. Awesome. Great. Uh, yeah, no, seriously, the, uh, the Razorcrest uh, has been delayed from their original uh, uh, assessment, which is I don't, I don't mind at all to take their time. Obviously, there's a lot going on in the world that might yeah. uh, affect plastic. Yeah. Um, but they posted that photo of, uh, of John Favreau with it. And I was like, oh, man, it's even bigger than I thought. Like, I'm going to have to redo my apartment to accommodate the Razorcrest. So I, I have a little bit of relief of like, I, I yeah. can't do the Rancor. <laughs> Did you have a little bit of that Joe Bluth, I've made a huge mistake kind of feel when you looked at the Razorcrest? A little bit of that of like, what have I done? And they just immediately starting to think about like, okay, can I suspend it from the ceiling with wire? Like it, it I have to admit, like it was, a, I love the HasLab idea. I love the like, yeah. we're going to do something bonkers and, mm. you know, uh, pay for it. Like, yeah. it, so if people don't want it in like, a rancor at that scale at the six inch scale i think it's so cool and i have to be honest i was just a little relieved that it was not something that was like i have to have it <laughs> yeah no, I get for you. myself i get you i get you I, I looked at that race of crest long and hard but i'm gonna have to uh be happy with my lego version which takes up an entire top shelf here at my office <laughs> so uh but hey uh this is a final question i love kind of wrapping this up i, I know the answer but i just kind of like to touch base with you and all all of those people listening we're, we're years into the disney era now you could say six or seven in terms of content obviously we're coming up on 10 years of the sale next year which is crazy uh we're in the disney era are we still excited for all of these wonderful toys Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Hugely, hugely. Um, you know, you, you were saying some good things about evolution. You know, I, I accept that the, uh, the way action figures work, their marketing, you know, how you get them, all that, all that evolves. Uh, but for me, they still light that same fire, uh, mm -hmm. of, you know, wandering into a, a target, uh, you know, at, at different ages of my life and seeing what's around the corner and having this way to connect to star Wars uh, I love that that still exists, even though it uh, changes and evolves. Yeah, uh, I'm right there with you. And it's hard. I've talked a lot about it and I, I make the, um, you know, I make uh, jokes about the storage space, the money, the allowance money. All those are real life factors. And we know a lot of you listening run into those same kind of uh, obstacles. But uh, if I make a run to a Target or a store and then there's a toy aisle, I always look and and there's always like uh, that feeling. I like there's like a bunch of six inch and three and three quarter grief cargas at my local target, which just breaks my heart. Uh, and so eventually I'm just going to have to buy it because I just want to show my support for grief carga and Carl Weathers. And it's like me as a Star Wars fan, he just every time I see it, I just get excited to see 
these things in packages and, and just kind of, it, it does represent um, our love of this stuff. And, and that's why and in, the, in this era, it's been, uh, it's been fun, even though I can't collect as much as I was even three years ago. Yeah, no. And I, I need to be really, really selective because uh, the piles are, are getting high. Uh, yeah. But you, you saw Vintage Grief in person? Yes. Yeah, I did see it. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's that one, you know, you, you know, it's the one nearby me. Yeah, no, I know. I know. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, I can't record anymore today, Ken. I gotta go. Justin's gotta go. Well, yeah, we can talk off air. If I, I gotta go pick up some peanut butter and some tuna later, <laughs> not together. Uh, if it's there, we could, we could arrange a pickup. Um, okay. So yeah, so that's there. That's a look at Star Wars news. Just a couple of stories. There's some other things out, other things out there. As always, uh, some High Republic, the poster, everything. A lot of things discussed. Uh, f- feel free to uh, dive in with your own friends uh, as we uh, choose these stories to focus on today. Joseph, we're about to take a break and get to our questions, but we got our four center recommends an audiobook we want all of you to consider trying out on us. Joseph, what do we have? We are recommending Ronin by Emma Miko Kandon. This is a book inspired by the Star Wars Visions film, The Duel, a very, very different uh, kind of book uh, to be published. And I think it's great to have a ton of variety. So you can check out the audiobook if you so desire. If you so desire, do it. Download your free audiobook today by going to audibletrial.com slash center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash Force Center for your free audio book. Quick break when we come back. Your questions here on Force Center. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome back to Four Center, episode 369 of the big show, the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet, the razor crest of our Star Wars toy collection. Clear some room for it here. Joseph, what are our questions today? Uh, yeah, we got two questions from Twitter and two questions from patrons on Patreon. As always, we go first to Twitter. This question comes to us from Broom Kid. Thanks, Broom Kid. Uh, with Star Wars Celebration right around the corner, merely seven months away, are there any Force Center plans for the event? Uh, thank you for the uh, the question about uh, our little plans in our corner of the little Star Wars world. Uh, so, Ken, I think we've talked about it before, but uh, we should revisit as it's getting ever closer. I'm sure more announcements are coming. Uh, we are all set for Star Wars Celebration in that we have hotel rooms, <laughs> but... Uh, we do not have tickets. Um, I missed, I just missed the deadline uh, myself. Yeah. Uh, I was like, okay, I got to do that. I got to do that. And then by the time I got to it, uh, juggling all the other stuff, uh, the tickets were gone. Yeah. So uh, there, there are ways to get tickets. Um, we, we really don't know. Um, you know, obviously with the, the celebration having shuffled, uh, we had applied to do a couple panels. Um, mm-hmm. We were waiting. We haven't heard any updates of if we need to reapply or, if you know, they'll get yeah. back to those original applications. So uh, we got hotel rooms and we're working on the other parts of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think transparency definitely works in this scenario. We're, we're going to be there. Uh, and, 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 you know, yeah, well, usually you can you can find a way when you're kind of uh, covering Star Wars, you get in. And I, you and I have been fortunate in the past to, to either be on panels, host panels, uh, to be part of media teams and and uh so we'll find a way but even if we're not I, i'm not worried because uh, that anaheim setup i, I remember the 2015 one the convention finds its way to other parts of anaheim and <laughs> uh there's things to do in terms of uh you know there's been talk early talk of a of a comedy show is forcing her to do something i don't know it's a lot of work venues are, are obviously concerned um and anaheim can be pretty big and sprawling if you're not too careful of where you're choosing to hold events and everything. So we're going to work that all out. But at the very least, 
I will be hanging out at that Lego store or the Bubba Gump Shrimp <laughs> Company all around the street on Catella. Like, uh, we'll be there, Justin. We'll be there. We'll let you all know in what capacity. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think, you know, um, full transparency, you know, in in uh, the last Star Wars celebration in Chicago, we did an event and it was partially because uh, a venue, uh, someone came forward yes. with a great oh, offer yeah. for a venue and made it made it very easy for us to do an event. So there's the possibility of an event. There's the possibility of a uh, meetup. Uh, if uh, if we do indeed get tickets, uh, if you look on the floor at action figures, I will probably be there. <laughs> uh, and I'm sure Ken will be as well. So there's uh, plenty of opportunities. Um, the other thing I wanted to say about this is it isn't directly to Broom Kid's question, but just a, a reminder with that Obi-Wan action figure. Uh, one of the things I'm really excited for in celebration is uh, celebrating the 20th anniversary of Attack of the Clones. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we just did our uh, Star Wars ranked episode about our favorite lines. And it was just another reminder to me that, you know, well, that film is often the one that that uh, people uh, struggle with the most. It is one of uh, I just love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love uh, I love how weird it is. I love how much lore is in it. And I'm really looking forward to celebrating Attack of the Clones. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. I, I yeah, yeah, there's yeah. Oh, there's something about that crazy movie that just uh, pulls me in more and more and more. We just had fun doing that Star Wars ranked. And if you guys haven't had a chance to listen to it, uh, quite frankly, uh, I'm pretty proud of the stuff we talked about on that episode of the Tech the Clone. So check it on out there. And uh, yeah, it, I'm looking forward to it. It's crazy. It's seven months away. Uh, yeah, it's a weird, still weird time. We'll see. We'll see. I, I think that's a part of it for me, too, of like uh, plans like, you know, in the before times, if this was five years ago, I'd be like seven months out. OK, well, we'll, let, we'll talk to this person. We'll negotiate this and like seven months away. That that feels like, you know, 87 major life and world events away. You know, I think there's for me, I just have some of this tentative like you yeah. do not know exactly what's around the corner. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's a part of it for me, too, at least in my mind. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts, Ken? Uh, no, other than uh, looking forward to it. Uh, we're, however, however, uh, and, and if on the off chance it's canceled, Joseph, we got some nice hotel rooms and Disneyland is across the street. So, we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah, we'll just, yeah. <laughs> we'll hang out at Galaxy's Edge. Uh, move on to a question from Alejo. Alejo asks, uh, or says rather, congratulations, you two have been chosen to create a zoo for the galaxy. Mm. Which creatures would you choose to awe your guests? Oh, Ken, yeah. you're a big zoo fan. Uh, what would your Star Wars zoo be like? Yeah, I am. I do. I do love zoos. I know sometimes that could be, uh, I don't know, sometimes not the favorite answer for some folks, but I think they do some great work overall. LA Zoo is a great zoo. I'm a member there. I go off and, uh, uh, off and, and just relax and just uh, hang out with the animals and do some riding or snack. Uh, so I, I thought about this and, you know, you definitely need to go, uh, like the meerkats are real popular at the LA Zoo. Uh, the meerkats <laughs> uh, draw a big crowd. Uh, standing up there, staring up, garden, uh, basically staring back at us, going back off. Uh, but they look cute doing it. Uh, so I was trying to think of that. And, you know, porks come to mind. You can give all those answers. But here's where I went. And I, and I, I, I hope I don't step on any of your choices, too. But I, I had three, three choices because it's t about to awe your guest. You definitely got to have a blurgs there. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely got to have blurgs. They're the best. They're, 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 they're the, the kind of rise in popularity of the blurgs. Thanks to Mando. They, they've been around for a bit. Going back to those Ewoks uh, adventure movies, right? Um, mm -hmm. uh, that that would draw a crowd. And then you got to have some Vulptex, some Vulptuses, some Vulptex uh, hanging out there. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be your cute factor uh, in a special section of a salt section of the zoo. 
But the one for me, and this, um, you know, uh, this again touches the line of, you know, are are we conserving these animals, uh, watching them, or are they making them all just entertainment? I understand. Because I've been to some zoos where I used to be able to ride camels or uh, uh, elephants, and I know that's not always uh, the way, and and a lot of those places don't do that anymore. But I I do want to put this one out, Joseph. Um, special tauntaun racing event <laughs> some some domesticated tauntauns you get to for a price an additional ticket price uh race tauntauns with your family members oh i that would be great because I, I i would think even if they're trained some tauntauns would just stop <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> the race was like nah yeah i'm not vibing with this person <laughs> oh the, re- the release forms you'd have to sign would be you know almost <laughs> overwhelming but uh I, I could be uh i'd love to i'd love to just see a tauntaun in real life yeah, yeah. This is this is such a great question, and yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Of the you know the the there's a lot going on with zoos in in terms of what is best for animals. Um, mm. uh, but if I got to be involved with a galactic zoo, uh, I would try to make sure it was great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the animals, uh, it's very hard not to list um almost all the animals. Uh, but definitely uh blurgs. Yes, I would like uh blurgs to be in a very large habitat along with porgs because I just think mm. porgs and blurgs it's fun to say together and I think yeah. they'd get along. Yeah, I could see that. I could see <laughs> some of the porgs like intentionally annoying some of the blurgs. It'd be fun to watch. Yeah, just just hanging out on them. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Not riding them, but just like yeah. this is where I'm sitting today mm-hmm. on the back of a blurg and yep. a blurg being pretty cool with that. Um. <laughs> Uh, I would like in a big Jurassic Park like setting, just totally running free, and you have to like you know ride a hovercraft a- a- above their train. I would love to see a, a Vractal running wild and free. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, and making those great noises. I love the weird uh, horn. Yeah, <laughs> uh, cry of uh, of Boga the Vractal in, in Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Borgullet. <laughs> oh yeah, just because I kind of want to know more about. Uh, Borgullet, and I uh, feel like that would be great if uh, you know one of the uh, mm-hmm. uh, the employees at the zoo could tell me a little bit more about Borgullet. I love your idea of the uh, the volptices, I believe, mm-hmm. plural. Mm-hmm. Um, that the any employee who needs to be near their their area would just be going mad with a constant jingling. Yes. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I hear. It's all I hear. Jingles, jingles everywhere. Uh, my last two, um, Minox. I would love. Uh, to see Minox uh, and that they would be caged, uh, caged is not great, they would be an environment with a bunch of electronic equipment. So you could like go to the Minox feeding mm-hmm. <laughs> and they would just like, uh, you know, uh, throw a bunch of tech out and Minox would just descend and you could just watch them. Yeah. <laughs> Suck okay. electronic components dry. Love it chew on the power cables final one is uh, one of the great beasts that i uh, sometimes forget about because uh they've only uh, appeared in limited places but uh, i would love to see especially to awe the guest a uh, quacking ape lizard oh big big time oh yeah yeah monkey lizards of course great uh but they're they're much larger kin the quacking ape lizard that we saw in that episode of resistance that would be awe-inspiring to say the least that would that would be absolutely 
Great question, Alejo. Uh, shall we move on to patrons on Patreon, Ken? I'll leave the tauntauns behind. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. So we got a question from Rebecca Chapin. Uh, Rebecca says, Greetings, Force Center friends. I have a music question for you. At the end of my Star Wars playlist, I've included a couple of songs that don't appear in the movies or shows, but that I enjoy just as much as the work of all the composers who have graced the franchise with their talents. Uh, these are, of course, Weird Al Yankovic's Yoda and The Saga Begins. Mm. If Weird Al were to write songs for any other Star Wars content, sequel trilogy, Mandalorian, Clone Wars, etc., what would you like it to be? What scene or storyline would you want it to cover? And what song would you want him to parody? This is a very, very fun and challenging question. Uh, Ken, I did want to ask you, uh, what is your relationship with uh, with Weird Al Yankovic, and in particular, his two big Star Wars songs, Yoda and The Saga Begins? Yeah, I am a, I am a fan of, of Weird Al. I always have been. Uh... And like, I don't, I think in a way I've, I've moved past parody as, as a, as a comedy form of choice for me, but Weird Al lives in a special spot. I think mm-hmm. he's very talented, uh, he and his band and, and, um, and, and, and weirdly enough, he went to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, which is a college uh, nearby my hometown. So there was always kind of a weird, we all kind of claimed him in a way, you know, <laughs> like he recorded some of his early songs and he'd send a Dr. Domeno in the. Cal Poly bathroom there at the, you know, one of the, <laughs> the dorms or whatever. So there's always that kind of connection. So uh, I used to listen to him a lot. I actually a big fan of the movie UHF, uh, I believe Spatula City, my friend, Spatula City. So <laughs> I actually love it. I, Saga Begins is, 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 uh, you know, obviously based off of uh, Don McLean's uh, American Pie. It is a great, it's just a great song. It's a great tune. And uh, is part of my memory of the hype for Phantom Menace. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I do have a, a, a positive relationship with yeah, no, I big big fan of uh, of Weird Al in general. Like Weird Al, the Yoda song in particular is, uh, you know, it's amazing to reflect on because uh, I love Star Wars, but it was it was there were toys and there were Dixie cups and every, everywhere, mm-hmm. but it was just kind of its thing. Um, it, and this crossover, like I'm listening to the radio and someone is singing about Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> How could this even be possible? Yeah. Uh, the album Dare to Be Stupid is one of the first. Uh, albums uh, yeah. I ever owned. I love that yeah. song. Was you know, mm-hmm. in some ways, it's amazing now to think like, oh well, that is like a Venn diagram of many of my life interests. Yes, yes, uh, comedy and, and Star Wars. Uh, yeah, and the saga begins. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe Vader someday later. Uh, you know that yeah. you're so right. It was such a huge part of the hype and the whole story that he like. I think I figured out the plot. I think I got it right. Yeah, I nailed it. It's <laughs> such a great behind the scenes story of a song. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I uh, a uh, uh, partner that I lived with for a while uh, before uh, my wife Sarah and I were together. Um, huge Weird Al fan. So mm-hmm. that I really got to experience deep, deep uh, Weird Al love uh, from uh, that friend, which was absolutely great. Yeah. Uh, so m- moving on to our selections that Rebecca asks, uh, what do you got, Ken? Uh, I, I, I'm almost ill-prepared because you can go anywhere because obviously uh, Weird Al does a lot of um, current song parodies. It's one of his strengths over the years. And and I, I you know, I have a music show. You guys can listen to pop rock and radio if you want. So I, I, I'm listening to current music uh, without a doubt. I'm not some old out of touch uh, man. All right. Uh, but I was trying, you know, uh, Saga Begins again. That's going back a few years in 99, going back to Don McClain's hit. Uh, so I, my first spot was uh, Grogu, and I, we're going to do Dear Grogu based off of Dear Prudence by the Beatles. <laughs> Dear Grogu, won't you come out to play? 
I think we can start there. <laughs> and uh, in whose perspective is it uh, is it written from? Is it uh, is it just the general cultural reaction to Grogu, I, or is I, it? I think so. Yes, that you actually great. Yes, and that's a great idea. It's all of us wanting Grogu to come out and play. Put put aside those eggs. Uh, I think you can do this. Macaroons are space blue. You go from there. Uh, that is that is really, really great. Now I want to hear a bunch of Beatles uh, covers. <laughs> That's kind of my main one. That's kind of my main one. What do you think? Yeah. Why don't we force choke in the road? Yeah. Be a lot of great ones. Um, yeah. Uh, I went to uh, some more recent within the last five years or so songs. Uh I, I like uh, Taylor Swift songs, uh, Look What You Made Me Do, because it's, you know, it's really got this kind of energy to it that's, uh, you know, angry and frustrated. Yeah. And uh, that made me think of Palpatine. Yes, yes. <laughs> I like the idea of a Taylor Swift cover from Palpatine's perspective. So I would like a Palpatine uh, song that he is, it's really set when he is uh, still trapped on Exegol. It's based on Look what, what You Made Me Do, and it's called uh, Look What You Made Me Clone. <laughs> This is great. I was going to possibly ta- toss back Lady Gaga's paparazzi as Papa, Papa teen, but this this works better. I love paparazzi, though, the, the yeah. song. Uh, so that would be great, too. Uh, and then I think we went to, uh, for my second one, we went to a very similar place of, um, I, I want a song where where Din is missing Grogu. Oh, that's great, yeah. That, I, that's exactly the kind of thing I think that, uh, that Weird Al really excels at when the parodies are from this great perspective and just like mm-hmm. the concept of the song makes you laugh before you even hear it yeah uh, so i want a song about grogu uh, it's din singing and it is a parody of adele's hello <laughs> yes <laughs> so those are my two choices uh, i limited myself to two do you have more no i know t- I, I i could have gone so many places uh like i said i felt ill prepared there was just my mind went to so many places it went blank but i, I was i was you know I was, I'll, dear prudence one of my favorite songs i'll turn that to dear grogu any day of the week. yeah that is a great one i would yeah. love to hear it and who knows maybe we will uh someday we can all hope our next question comes from patrick mcmullen Patrick says, I love the animated extended Star Wars universe, and I'm especially looking forward to a droid story. If you could have any animated series or movie, what would it be? I would go with a series focusing on the adventures of Poe and BB-8. Thanks for all the awesome insights into our beloved galaxy far, far away. Where do you go with this, Ken? What are you excited to possibly see? Uh, you know, we've got Bad Batch rolling, uh, a droid story uh, coming. I'm still not exactly clear on what a droid story is, so I'm really excited to find out more. Right. Uh, but there's probably things in development as we speak. What do you What are you hoping they are? It's funny because what I, you know, the Patrick's question, especially with the droid story, I, I, you're right, I don't know. And so I suddenly, like, I went the direction of, like, one-off kind of, not kids movies, but just kind of fun, bouncy animated Star Wars movies would be intriguing mm. uh, for me. And I, again, I don't even know. Droid Story could be as serious as serious uh, films, Star Wars films can be. Uh, who knows? But I, I don't assume that's the case. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, I would love to see. We we don't know a lot of, of uh, Yoda in the High Republic yet. He's off doing things. So give me uh, a side story of Yoda. And the younglings on a, you know, study abroad trip, whatever's going on there, <laughs> would love to see and, and not have to deal with any of the ramifications of, of, of what's going on uh, unless you need to at the end of the story. But I'd love to see, I'm intrigued by y- younger Yoda teaching. I, I, I can't wait till maybe he's pulled in a little bit more into the High Republic, but I'd love to see 
Yoda doing his thing, kind of non-wartime, non-drama going around. Just Yoda doing what he loves to do, which is teaching the future of Jedi. Yeah, no, I really like that. I I, I have a, a sort of a similar thought. Uh, I'm drawn to that, and, and I'll come back to that in a moment. Um, I think for me, I, I still do go to some of the uh, kind of just eras and characters that I'd like to spend a little bit more time with. Um, mm-hmm. Patrick asks about series or movie. And uh, if it was movie, I'm still uh, banging this drum of I would love an animated film of the four-issue comic book Rise of Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got some great Luke uh, stuff. It's got, obviously, uh, some quality time with Ben Solo and Kylo Ren and Snoke and uh, connections to the High Republic. It's, it's like there, it, it's it, the mm. great stuff with his lightsaber. There's so much great in there that I would like it to reach a, a wider audience. Mm. Um and we, we've been talking for years about it would be great to see a, a Luke's Academy series with Luke and, mm-hmm. and young Ben. And, you know, the Rise of Kylo Ren comic book really establishes, like, uh, Luke's got functioning Jedi Knight who are out and about doing things. Yes. So there's there's this real room for a series that could have a Clone Wars-like impact, I think, yeah. of, of telling some stories. Um, I think... So I'm, I'm excited for that. Just as a fan, I would love that. I understand if maybe there's some hesitation and desire to move forward, you yeah. know? Yeah. And that's where I go go to what you're saying is when I thought about that of like, okay, my, my first response is always like, ooh, who do I want to see more of? And then I was really thinking about, but but what about just brand new? What about just turning the page? And then I was thinking about it would be great to have an animated series that's set in the High Republic era before the events of the books. So you don't have to worry about it, you know? Yeah. And yeah. maybe there's a maybe there's a Jedi you know from the books. Maybe it's you know Loden Great Storm. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe it's super young Blade of Bardada. You know, um, but it could also just be like here are five other Jedi that you haven't met yet, and it's set fifty years before Light of the Jedi, and it's just Jedi having adventures in the galaxy with really no holds barred. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Just explore. Yeah, we're already at the give me young Loden point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It was like, I went down this path to be like, you know, just brand new. And I was the, then I kept thinking of characters, we know. Of, yeah. But what about the Padawan years of Avar, Stellan and Elzar? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think there is really I would be excited for any High Republic series. Uh, but I'm particularly interested in something that could be set in that era that publishing side has really shown how much fun it can be to just mm-hmm. spend time with Jedi questioning themselves, challenging themselves. Um, and, and, you know, it'd be great to see that in animated form. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So any more for you? Uh, I want a, uh, short, it's a, it's a short film, but it's animated and it's called Elon Sleazebagano goes home and thinks about his life. <laughs> <laughs> so you a- rethought your life. Yeah. Yes. Just uh, him at a table at his house that is a course on apartment going, what have I done? What have I done? Yeah. Uh, Elon Sleazebagano becomes a motivational speaker. I love that. <laughs> uh, any other uh, thoughts on on the future of Star Wars animation? No, but this is this does raise a, a thought by, by Patrick here of, you do have the kind of this potential. And I, you know, I know everyone's excited about the Marvel. What if stuff's going around a lot of conversation around that. I, I'm still not a huge, I don't need star Wars. What ifs. I think it, it just puts me in a 
weird spot emotionally as a Star Wars fan because I just think it will lead to some debate I don't want to have to uh, hear or pass over. Um, but I think there's there's potential to do that. And, and just because of Disney+, Plus, because it can live there, because I can turn on the, the biomes and just fly over Octo if I want while I'm doing some work in the background. I just I think you have a potential, a great potential. Just put things out there, let them live, let them um, be there some whether it be, you know, uh, adaptations of some of the, the books or comics that everyone loves, everyone always calls for a Lost Stars, uh, something like mm-hmm. that could work. You know, something like that could work, and, and that's the place to do it, and, and this is uh, gets you thinking about that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think it is a great thing to continue to think and hope about, and it's one of those fun ones of, like, I am absolutely certain things are being developed as we speak. Yes. Animation has a, a run-up time, so it's exciting to think that something is on the horizon and we are just in this weird state where we don't know it yet. Yes. Excited to find out. Great questions this week. Thank you, Patrick, Rebecca, Alejo, and Broom Kid. <laughs> I don't want to call somebody just Broom. So get you get both your names. Broom yeah. Kid. Thanks for all the great questions. That's it, Ken. I love it. And I love that we got a music question from a, a Rebecca Chapin, which makes me think of my, one of my favorite <laughs> artists, Harry Chapin there. So I uh, love that. All right. Hey, we are the Force Center Podcast. Uh, we are on our way out today, but here's where you can find us and take us with you. We're on Twitter at Force Center Pod. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube as well. Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. We're available on a lot of spots, including Anchor, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon Music, Spotify, and more. Merch is available at tpublic.com user slash four center now with uh, the Zanica news it's a good time to maybe get that speculate responsibly t-shirt <laughs> uh, patreon.com slash four centers where you can support us directly if you so choose you can, from there you can get into our discord where this week on the character of the week section we are talking about Anakin Skywalker a lot of four center friends on there every day talking about their love of Star Wars and uh, as always you can follow me at uh, kenapsock.com Com or go to my website, kenapsock.com. Uh, if you'd like to uh, catch up on other things I'm doing, like comedy, I mentioned my music show. I got a music show on Mixcloud now called Pop uh, Rock and Radio. Uh, great uh, radio show. I'm having a lot of fun doing that. We also uh, like to talk about uh, things that are out there that we uh, throw our support behind. One of the ones I uh, am a member of here is something called the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network. You can connect with them on social media and online and find ways to support, raise awareness for pancreatic pancreatic cancer. Of course, uh, sadly, that's what took uh, J.W. Rinsler. And it's uh, it's a tough one. I've uh, lost some friends uh, to that recently and friends were severely affected about it, uh, by it. So uh, I'm part of the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network. Check it out if you so choose. Joseph. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw. And you can check out my website, josephscrimshaw.com for all the other things I do and have done. Comedy albums out there, shows I've written for, all kinds of stuff like that. And I would like to once again highlight the service ResistBot. Uh, You can just uh, Google it or search for it on social media. It is a... A lot of different ways to interact with it. You can text, you can use social media, but you can just very, very easily write a message to your reps at different levels. You can choose exactly who you want to target to. Uh, You write your message and ResistSpot does everything else. So uh, it's very challenging, I think, to be uh, really engaged with what's going on in our world um, and and make time to be engaged with it. And ResistSpot is a great, great service where it takes a very short amount of time. If there's something going on that you think is important and you kind of want to put pressure on your reps, it's so fast and so easy uh, to add your your voice to the chorus on an issue that's important to you. It absolutely is. Full support on that one for me. 
That is it for this week. Thank you all for listening. So for uh, Weird Al and the Grogu song, I'm sure he's writing right now. We'll see you next time. This has been Flipsy. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.